Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh, what a thriller last night. Raiders, Ravens, Jets, Giants, Bears, Cowboys. So much football to talk today. The menu loaded with options. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. He's got Renfro is to his left. And Zero Zay Jones. Here they come. And here they come. Blitz is picked up. Jones is open. Jackpot, baby. Vegas touchdown. This time, no doubt. Put it in the W column, baby. This one's over. You are listening live to the unmistakable voice of the legendary Brent Musburger, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, finally putting a finish on what was an unbelievable game last night that the Raiders looked like they'd lost, then it looked like they'd won it, then the game continued, and eventually (laughs) the Raiders do beat the Ravens in a thriller last night. And let's go straight talk here, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. When I first conceived of coming back and doing this radio show and doing it right after our TV show, Get Up, it was for moments like this. I am delighted to have both Dominique Foxworth and Jeff Saturday good enough to stick around and talk some football Gentlemen, thank you very much for taking a few extra minutes. Glad to be here, man. Ready to do this. We're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. Don't waste time with the pleasantries. Let's get Let's down to get the football. It. And now we can say all the things that we didn't get a chance to say on TV this morning where they're wrapping us up. Actually, Dominique playing the role of producer today <laughs> as Marcus Spears was kind of taking up a little bit of the air and Dominique kind of jumped on him. Let's, let, me very, let me get – all right, the Raiders win. Good for them, right? Good for John. It's a nice win at right. home. First game home in Vegas with the fans. All that was great, and we'll see. They play in a very tough division. They have some strengths. The quarterback is good. The tight end is great. The defensive line. But I want to talk about Lamar Jackson because, Nick, you and I have talked a lot about the evolution of that offense, and I suppose in that regard, the evolution of him as a quarterback. And I think as much by accident, if you will, as design, meaning all these injuries, they really don't have the opportunity to do anything but say, go out there and win it for us, kid, any way you can. Mm. And he just gets hit so much. He led everyone in carries last night. What we saw from them last night, because he is spectacular. Right. Is that sustainable? Uh, no, but it has to be. And I think that this year, them being so reliant on him is the first year that it's by accident. Every other year, it was by design. Mm-hmm. I think now they started to bring in some receivers and they uh, had – a stable of running backs that they thought they could trust, and they were trying to take some of the pressure off him. Even in this game, you notice they didn't run design runs for him until, like, the second half when they were like, oh, right. oh, it's winning time. We got to go to our bread and butter. So mm-hmm. I think the interesting, most interesting about Lamar Jackson to me is he's not the typical dual-threat quarterback in that he's uncomfortable in the pocket. It's almost like he's too comfortable <laughs> in the pocket. So I remember watching him in college – he would sit back there and go through his reads. It was college, so right. he had time to do that, and he would hit people. Watching the game last night, he wasn't in a hurry to get out of pocket. He just was waiting for things to get, come open downfield, and the Raiders had decided, we're not going to give you that. So he was hesitant That's to right. hit those three- or four-yard checkdowns, which is what he needed to do, especially the way his offensive line was playing last night. Yeah, there's no doubt. Listen, you talk about the hesitation. Your offensive line learned one thing in peewee football and all the way up when you don't get to play quarterback, right, <laughs> is you don't go broke making a profit, right? You have to yep. take the check down. That was there all night, and he would not do it. And I think he felt better about pulling the ball down and trying to go expose them with his legs than making those throws. But the problem is, and I will say this, this is not sustainable. Like, there is no way you go through a football season with Lamar Jackson taking – 
this type of punishment without seeing the things you saw last night, which are fumbles, bad plays. And and listen, the injuries to me are disastrous. Like, I I get everybody thinks it's no big deal. You can replace running backs. It's not the running yards that they're going to sacrifice. It's the ability to pass protect. It's the Mm -hmm. ability to have continuity in plays. And when you hit big games against good defenses, that's when you're going to get exposed. And the other side, Marcus Peters, the, the loss of him showed up enormously as the game progressed. Early it wasn't any big deal, right? They're blitzing him like crazy. They had 17 rushes. He was 0 for 6 on his first. Then he goes 9 for 13 and 200 yards and touchdowns and wins the game on it. Like at some point, you can't leave those guys on an island because injuries matter. Peters not being there is a huge injury for that football team. So that was Monday Night Football last night. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let me go through some of the hot button topics here. Jeff Saturday, Justin Fields continues not to be the starting quarterback in Chicago. Your thoughts? Straight trash. That's much straight trash. Like, I get it, right? You had a plan. We brought in Andy Dalton. We're going to give him, you know, we're going to give him. This is not against Andy Dalton, y'all. Listen, I like Andy Dalton. He is a good quarterback. That being said, what you got against the Rams is what he is, right? They threw 38 passes. He had 200, a little over 200 yards and an interception. If you can honestly look me in the eye in my locker room and go, he gives you, Jeff Saturday, the best chance to win and keep your job because we are playing for our livelihoods. I'm not playing for the organization to be developed. I'm playing for wins now because the NFL stands for not for long. Well, guess what? You're shortening everybody's opportunity to be successful because the best 11 are on the field. And it drives me crazy that we talk about protecting a guy and doing all this. He gives you the best opportunity to win. The margin for error, if he's on the field, is greater than when Andy Dalton is on there. And if you tell me they couldn't have beat the Rams with him, I tell you I don't believe it because it was a close game yeah. other than big plays. And that's what everybody talks Oh, you can't play the Rams. Really? Because the Rams play 17 games just like everybody else does. Like, this is the NFL. Everybody's good. Go freaking play yeah. and go put the best 11 on the field. I think all the arguments have been made for why you should um, play Justin Fields. The argument for not playing him is, like, maybe you're going to, like, stun his growth in some way but the other argument that I would make that is not being made often for why you should play him is organizational culture is incredibly important great like that's what determines like you talk about places where guys when I was in Baltimore we would have an extra DB meeting at a player's house every weekend yep we had that meeting because of culture we didn't tell the coaches about it that's right we weren't trying to impress the coaches we had an extra meeting i hosted it my first year there we would have an extra meeting and all the dbs would come we would eat and we would laugh we'd have fun we'd go over film and we would get ready for the game of the weekend that's culture yes sir and you know where they're not doing that they're not doing stuff like that at places where they do not believe that the team is trying to win that's right and and uh, when i was in denver we would go out as a defense every Friday. It had nothing to do with football. Every Friday, we'd go to Del Frisco Steakhouse and have dinner. And Delicious. that was just oh, that's so good. Phenomenal. The yellow cake, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was part of building a culture. That's right. And that's in basketball, you can clear your roster out in a second and bring in a whole new roster, and then the culture is gone. That's not football. It's a big roster. So you are establishing an expectation in your organization right now. You are sending a message from the top down. That's right. That – 
ah, we don't really care if we win. Yeah. We're not going to do – we're next we're, year. We're trying to do what's in the best long-term interest of this team, which is fine. That's your job. But don't tell me that. That's right. Because I might go out there and tear my knee up tomorrow. That's right. I might go out there and hurt myself. I might go get knocked out. That's I'm right. doing everything I can do. And the decisions that I make away from the field, those are going to impact our winning. And I'm not going to make the right decisions, or I'm not going to make the decision that gives us the best chance to win if I'm looking at you. And you're not. Absolutely. Greeny and Foxy and Jeff Saturday on the Goodyear Hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. And Jeff, sort of to pick up that thought, we talk about this as though it's mutually exclusive. Like either you can put fields out there and try and win or you can try and develop him for the future. You made the point today. Anyone who watched the Jet game against Carolina on Sunday, Zach Wilson spent the first half of that game under siege. Absolutely. He was, he was running for his life on every play. He didn't set his feet on a single throw. And as the game went on, we're talking his first NFL game, he got better. Absolutely. So I, I, I didn't sit there thinking to myself, you know, they're going to stunt his development because he's going to be scared out there. Yeah, preach, right? Like, you don't learn football by osmosis, right? Like, like, you have got to be out there. You have to experience, oh, man, do I need to step up in the pocket? Do I need to bail and get outside the pocket? You saw Zach Wilson's first touchdown where he's literally rolling to his right and finds him in the back of the corner, right? And the first half, that's not going to happen. But that's what Justin Fields has to do. And, and again, it's not an Andy Dalton conversation. It's a growth and development conversation. You have to be on the field. Justin Fields deserves to be on the field. Trevor Lawrence, they're not worried about protecting him. He's the first pick of the draft, right? So, so why are we talking about protecting and developing a guy when, when obviously right now he gives you the best opportunity to win? And I love the point about the maturation in the locker room because right now you're stunting everybody's growth by saying, oh, no, no, we'll win later. They know win later in the NFL. doesn't happen. I, the other thing I thought – as we watch the rookies, again, I, was, I emerged far more um, optimistic than pessimistic about Zach Wilson. Absolutely. I mean, people are all asking. Again, I wasn't, I'll explain why I wasn't here yesterday in a minute. I had a good reason. But, but the point is, um, I didn't get to talk about it yesterday. I emerged very, with very favorable right. thoughts on a guy who played in a tough spot in a tough game against what is a good defense. Yes. And he played pretty well. But the one that set me off was Mac Jones. Hmm. Mac yeah. Jones, when, when my kids were little... And they played AAU basketball. Every once in a while, like, there'd be some kid. It's supposed to be, like, under the age of 11 or whatever right, it was. Right, right. There'd be some kid who was, like, six feet tall. <laughs> and invariably, someone would be like, I need to see his birth certificate. <laughs> I, Dominique, need to see Mac Jones's birth certificate. Yeah. If you're going to tell me that guy is 22, I don't believe it. Yeah, he makes decisions on the field. And I was one of the people, uh, many of us were like, what? You can't take him number three overall. You got to get somebody who has all these other skills. But we forget that quarterback, and I mean, frankly, all football positions are so, so complex that it's important to be mentally prepared. And that's what you're talking about. You're not talking about him being older than other kids because he's too big, too strong, or too fast. You're damn sure I talk about that because <laughs> he's not that. You're talking about when you watch him play, and I saw this in the preseason, and I was shocked. But you watch him play, it's as if he's a vet. And he yes. sees things. And I, at first, I would say, like, I watch him like, man, he processes really quickly. But then I started watching him more and realizing that nobody can process, process that quickly. He is d- making these decisions pre-snap. He's seeing the alignment and determining, narrowing down the potential w- of what he's going to see and coming to, uh, to the line of scrimmage with, like, one thing in his mind. Yep. Whereas other rookie quarterbacks, they come to the line, they're like, all right, I got to watch over this, I got to watch over that, I got to make sure I don't get sacked, I got to get it to the right guy, and then maybe I'll figure out what coverage it is. Right. But right. Mac Jones is coming up there with all this stuff cleared up 
up in his mind. That speaks to the coaching that he received in college. Yes. Probably, he, I don't know if he's a coach's son, but he comes off as a coach's son, and it speaks to the coaches. Yeah, the coach let, that he received in New England. Let me say this about watching him. Right? My daughter goes to Alabama, so I've, I have followed them. I think the best thing that happened to Mac Jones is the guys he had to play behind. He kept getting demoted and you know, with, with the Tua's of the worlds and the Hurts of the worlds, right? And they bring in this Bryce Young guy, and he's this massive recruit, and they thought, oh, he's going to step over him. But I think the fight in him, he realized, I can't compete with those guys by what they do. What can I do to separate myself? And he goes out in college and has a better year than Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, nobody – and everybody's, oh, the receivers. Okay, great, man. But Joe Burrow still, has some receivers too. Yeah, you still got to go play. Like, like, I think the execution of football go, you know, goes under-discussed, right? And he understands – how to diagnose a play, and what impact can he have on the play, and he's not afraid to go do it, right? He's not afraid just to be a guy on the team instead of the guy on the team. If all I got to do is play a role, and Josh McDaniels asked me to do this, this, and this, I'm going to check all three of those boxes, and I'm going to let the other ten do their job. That is the greatest attribute of a quarterback, man, because we assign wins and losses all the time. The bottom line is, then give him a win for Sunday, because he gave him a chance to win. They didn't do it because someone had a other position right. but that kid can play he, because of that he wasn't incredible outstanding mind-blowing no. but if you think of the best quarterbacks in the league right now with the exception of course of Patrick Mahomes we should just stop yeah, talking yeah. about Patrick Mahomes yeah, yeah. at all both a lot of those guys like Dak Prescott um Russell Wilson Tom Brady um a lot of those guys came into situations where they were game managers yes like they were just like yeah, Tom Brady for a long yeah. time in New yeah. England yes right. sir like I'm not gonna blow it that's right and that gives you time to mature and that gives you time to develop and that's what I see that makes me excited yep. well not excited because I'm not a Patriots fan, no, but makes me excited for Mac Jones and the future that he could potentially have. It makes me have. want to throw up. We're yeah. seeing it happening again. <laughs> yeah. It's happening again. This guy is right. Brady. Yeah. I'm not telling you he's going to win as much right. as Brady, but he's the same guy. Absolutely. He's doing exactly the same stuff. It looks exactly the same. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. I have to let these guys go have a day. Uh, this is such a delight. I could do it all day long. Thank you, fellas. No problem. Appreciate Thank you. you. Had a Wonderful great time. to have you guys here. Okay, as we continue in just a moment, I will tell you the one thing everyone has wrong about the most important game of the weekend. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Whether on your radio, on your phone, or your smart speaker. Now playing ESPN Radio. You don't know if it's the right pick just yet. You don't know if Trevor Lawrence is the right pick in number one overall. Wake up with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. I'll tell you what everyone's getting absolutely wrong about the biggest game of the weekend coming up in a moment. And my take on my favorite team 30 seconds away after these 30 seconds for Rumble On. Do you have a motorcycle or an ATV or even a truck that's sitting in your garage you've been waiting to sell? Well, with RumbleOn.com. You can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, even if you're just looking to trade in, Rumble On will pay cash no matter what the make or model. Visit RumbleOn.com today. Enter the promo code RADIO. You'll get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. Hey, you look at Zach Wilson. The numbers looked all right. He was running for his life the whole game. Hard to play that way. The offensive line for the, for the Jets were bad. They were bad, absolutely. I think every game, I'm every single game, it's like you're always going to be learning. All right, so again, my apologies for not being here yesterday. It was, I mean, as, as a, a sports broadcaster, it was the last day on earth I would want to miss. Um, but unfortunately, college doesn't ask for my scheduling when they decide when they're going to move kids into dorms. So we moved our son Stephen into his college dorm yesterday, and uh, I'll talk about that at whatever point it is that I'm emotionally prepared to do so. It is definitely not right now. But the point is that I wasn't here yesterday, so I'm besieged with tweets with people asking for my takeaway on the Jet game in general. And the only thing I tweeted during that game was that at halftime, I tweeted the Jets are inescapably awful, like they looked so awful. But then in the second half, things got much, much better. And it was a reminder to me of what I think it is going to be as a fan of that team this year, and that is it's going to require patience. The Jets are a bad team. But I think that there is a good chance if they are well coached, which I hope that they are, and they have chosen good young players, which I hope they have, that we will see incremental progress. We will see baby steps. And just going from one half to the next, I think we saw it. Zach Wilson, I don't think you could evaluate him in the first half. Their offensive line got humiliated in the first half of that game. I mean, they were dominated and just flat awful. And I'm yelling at the TV, give the kid a chance. I mean, Chicago wouldn't even put Justin Fields on the field. Zach Wilson is running for his life on every play. But you know what he did? He hung in there. And in the second half, he played really well. He actually threw a ball in the first half of that game to Elijah Moore. If you go back and look at this play, he throws a gorgeous ball on a bomb that Moore drops. Moore had a very bad day that I think turns the whole game around if he catches it. So, for me, if I'm grading out, I know the numbers don't look good for Zach Wilson. Um, 28, his, his QBR is 28.7 out of 100, which is really bad. I'm telling you, I thought he was much, much better than that. I, I emerged far more optimistic than pessimistic through one game for him. The offensive line was horrific, horrific. And Mekhi Becton gets knocked out with a knee injury, and he was playing terribly. 
But obviously you don't want to see him get hurt because he needs to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. So that's just terrible. I thought the defense actually played great the whole day. The defense had one terrible play. One play where they let Robbie Anderson get open for a long touchdown. And that was it. Outside of that, the defense played well. The other touchdown drive, they took over on the 20-yard line. So I thought the Jet defense looked good and is going to be pretty good. So again, that is a painful loss. But in that second half, I saw a lot of good things. It is going to require patience. This is not a good team. But I believe we will see incremental progress and baby steps. And it will be, there will be moments of enormous frustration whilst watching the games. But once they are over, you have to step away and be reasonable about where they are. All things considered, I took more good things than bad out of that second half. All right, Greeny Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Greeny's Takes. All right. So time for my takeaways from the NFL. And for that, I say uh, hello for the first time today to Mr. Hembo. By the way, happy anniversary. Well, thank you very much. We talked about this last week. Today, you and Lizzie's second wedding anniversary. That's right. She posted a lovely photo of the two of you. I think America wants to know what you got her as a gift. America's going to get to find out tomorrow. Just in the off chance that she, you know, happens to be listening to the show. Oh, you haven't given it to her yet? No, I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) That that is a reasonable reason for not saying it on the air. I'm comfortable with it. Okay, the way Greenies Takes work is this. Hembo is, among many other things, a content producer for Get Up. His job is to ask a bunch of questions to our analysts the night before the show so we can plan out the show. He is now going to ask those questions to me, and I'm going to tell you what the answers should have been. Yeah, Dominique and Jeff and Marcus and all these guys, they think they know football. But now I'm going to teach them a thing or two. Go ahead, Hemba. What were the questions for today? After losing by five touchdowns on Sunday, Greeny, how worried are you about the Green Bay Packers? Very. I'm very worried, and here's why. The bar is not set in Green Bay at winning a bad division. Yes, what they have going for them is a, it's a bad division. The Bears can't figure out their own quarterback situation. Minnesota lost to the Bengals. Uh, and the Lions had actually the most impressive, I guess, all things considered showing of anybody in week one by coming back as they did against San Francisco. But none of those teams are good. So the Packers will remain by default the best team in that division because they have Aaron Rodgers. But all along, I have thought to myself, if Rodgers, he's there for one reason. and well, He's there for two reasons. One of them is he couldn't get out. The other is he's, while he's there, he figures, all right, let's try and win a Super Bowl. Last Dance, Michael and Scotty, all that stuff. If they really aren't a championship-caliber team, you know who'll know it is Aaron. And if he knows they aren't, I'll be very interested to see how this thing goes. Right? He already knows he's going somewhere else next year. So how committed does everyone remain to each other in the event that they all figure out, yeah, maybe we win this division, you know, at 9 and 8. Now, it's too early to say that. I don't know that that's going to be the case. But, boy, that was sobering. Sobering on Sunday. They got obliterated. They were terrible, and he was terrible. So how how worried am I about them? I would say very. What was the next question? Uh, Greeny, Justin Fields played only three snaps on Sunday night against the Rams. When might Justin Fields play all the snaps? Well, who the hell knows? And and I hated everything about that. Now, look, and, and if you were with us at the beginning of the show today, Jeff Saturday just went off on it, and I agree. What bothers me the most is that they act as though it is mutually exclusive to let him play and develop him. 
I mean, the Jets aren't doing that. The Patriots aren't doing that. San Francisco, I think, is largely doing that because they have a really good quarterback who took them to the Super Bowl the last time he was healthy. Jimmy Garoppolo is much better than Andy Dalton. People are just missing the boat on Andy Dalton. People get saying, well, Dalton's a good quarterback. I don't know what Andy Dalton did to ingratiate himself to everyone, but no one seems to want to say the truth. For the last five years, Andy Dalton is a below-average NFL quarterback. But the point is, I didn't even like the plays they ran. Like, they run fields out there in the red zone on their first drive, or the, or the first time he came in there, and he just ran like a normal play. Like, just dropped back to pass through a short pass and then ran back off the field. What the hell was the point of that? <laughs> I, 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 I don't like anything about what they're doing there. I don't think it makes any sense whatsoever. What's next? In a really, really tough loss on Sunday, Greeny, what did Baker Mayfield prove or disprove to you? This is what everybody is getting wrong. When I said I'm going to tell you what everybody is getting wrong, it's this. Baker Mayfield played great. Played great. Now, he throws that pick at the end there. and I, I believe that he was trying to throw that ball out of bounds. And, and maybe that remains a huge mistake by him. Because if there's any chance that you can't get it out of bounds, you got to eat it. Just, just hold, you know, take the sack. But I thought he played great. More than well enough to win, and that's without Odell. And you know what? The Browns lost because they made three huge mistakes. And we're going to talk a little bit about the psychology of going up against Mahomes. I'm going to tell you what Mahomes has in common with both Tom Brady and Tiger Woods uh, as our morning continues. But the point here is the Browns were toe-to-toe with them. If they play that game seven times, I think the Browns win like a best-of-seven series. The punter dropped the freaking ball. I've never seen that. When does this happen? The punter just dropped the perfect snap. I can't believe they allowed him on the plane back. And then Chubb fumbles, and Mayfield makes the mistake at the end. I I think Mayfield played great, and I think the Browns showed you everything you need to know. I emerged thinking exactly as I did beforehand. The Browns are the second-best team in the AFC. Are there any more? There's one more, Greeny. The Eagles were the only NFC East team that won in Week 1. So my question is, did your outlook for that division, for the NFC East, change at all? After week one. Okay. You know what? Let's actually slow down and talk about that a little bit here. Uh, uh, Bubba, let's lose the music because I want to dive into that division a little bit because it is sort of the show division, which is to say, for those of you who are are relatively new to our program, hashtag Nuno is a crazy giant fan, and he's just an angry person. (laughs) Hashtag Bubba is a crazy cowboy fan and a stunningly optimistic person. Hashtag Hembo is an Eagle fan, and so right now he's very excited. And I picked Washington. So this is sort of the official division to watch of this show. So let's get into it. Bubba, let's start with you. Having now watched every team in the division play a game, how do you feel about the Cowboys through one week of the season? Lock. (laughs) Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock? Absolutely. I mean, we came into Tampa basically dominated. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not worried about the Giants. Washington doesn't even have a quarterback. And the Eagles beat up on a lowly Atlanta team. So, I'm feeling pretty good about first place right now. I will say this. I don't know about that. That opener is always kind of a weird game. I want to see what their defense is as the season goes on and any number of other things. But if you ask me to pick the MVP of week one, the best performance of any player week one. And there were a lot of great ones. I mean, Chandler Jones obviously had a great day and a lot of guys. To me, Dak Prescott was the best player in the NFL week one. I would put him number one, the best player 
when you take into account the totality of the circumstances. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing, all things considered, when you just say that. Which the last time he stepped on a field, his leg was going the other direction. Correct. And he, and he came back, and he was the best player on the field. I thought he was. That's pretty amazing. He was the best player in the I, league. No, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, on any field. There's really hardly any argument. He was unbelievable. He was the best player on 16 fields yeah. uh, this weekend. All right, so that's Bubba's thoughts. Nuno? <laughs> 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 oh god i don't mean to laugh get the uh, dump button ready no no the giants were i'm not sure what the well I'll, I'll let you choose the adjectives how do you feel about the giants through week one how do i feel greenie um like i don't even it's i can't even find words because i'm so disgusted with what i saw and yes daniel jones is going to get destroyed and has gotten destroyed for that fumble but there were so many opportunities with that defense to get off the field, and they couldn't. Um, that kept, you know, they kept going for it on fourth down. Pat Shermer just wanted to embarrass them. Um, Jason Garrett and his play calling. You know, the offensive line and Andrew Thomas actually played okay. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the season's over already. They might not be favored in any <laughs> game this already. year. Like, they might not be favored in any game this year. That's how bad they are. Even against the Falcons or the Eagles, uh, I can't. All right, so there's Nuno's reaction. Uh, as I bring uh, hashtag Hembo into the conversation to talk about your Eagles, who, again, are the only team that won, I want to point out I saw a note that said Jalen Hurts jerseys, sales of Jalen Hurts jerseys after that game are up 500%. Now, I'll tell you what that tells you. It tells you that Eagle fans were not all in on Hurts and that he won them over with that game. What say you, hashtag Hembo? That's exactly right. I was thrilled, obviously, by what I saw on Sunday. There's all these people now that are saying how, how, bad, how bad the Falcons are. The Falcons were favored in that game. We knew the Eagles would be able to run the ball. Jalen Hurts went 27 of 35 passing. That demonstrated really good offensive line play. And on defense, the longest play the Falcons had on the whole day was 18 yards. It's hard for me to be much happier than I was, given the expectation. Are they for real? Like, I think we all viewed that as the division where anything could happen, but the Eagles are the worst team. Are they actually, in your view now, a team you believe will be in it through much of, if not all of, the season? Yes, especially if Jalen Hurts is even an approximation of the player he was on Sunday, because they can do a lot of other stuff that people aren't talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, well, let's see. Because what might be true is that Atlanta is just unimaginably bad. Like, that, that is the worst performance of anybody. New coach chose not to take a quarterback. Like we all know the decisions they made in Atlanta. They made decisions like a team that thinks they're kind of ready to win now, right? They didn't make decisions like a rebuilding team. And so for them to get whitewashed, I mean, just humiliated <laughs> by a team, to your point, in a game in which they were favored, um, is just terrible. I don't even know what to say. I mean, that is just, that is the worst performance, I think, all things considered, of anybody in the league. Airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. As we continue, we need to go over my picks from the weekend. I will explain to you why they were so good. We need to uh, have a little bit of a laugh here because I'm in the kind of a place emotionally right now where I need a laugh, so I think we have found one. And I will explain to you how the most ridiculous thing that can happen in sports happened yesterday. I'll tell you what it was next after this word from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. 
Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. I am Greeny, and I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Let's take a look at how we did. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. The KOD picks on Friday. I made five picks and I was three and two against the number. You're welcome. I had the Bears plus the seven and a half, which we made that pick based upon all of the money going in the other direction. And, you know, that game, if you watched it Sunday night, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. The Bears, as totally outmanned and totally outplayed as they were, they were in that game for a lot of the night, much more in the game than it really looked like they had any business being. The defense made enough stops in that first half. I think the defense is going to revolt. I think the defense is going to walk into Matt Nagy's office and say, listen, buddy, we're done here. (laughs) All right? We're done with this but because we just can't keep stopping this offense. I mean, they gave up big play after big play, but generally speaking, they're good. Anyway, I digress. I had the Bears plus seven and a half and lost. I had the Saints plus three and a half and won. And I really wish I had. Did I, did I pick the money line on that? Because I, I told you I thought the Saints were going to win straight up. I don't recall. Let me go check up your get-up picks. I, I, I know that I had the Saints um, winning that game. I believed it all the way through. I'm a huge Jameis supporter. I had the Saints plus the three and a half. That's a win. I had the Pats minus the three. To me, that was a huge surprise. The Patriots not winning that game, not covering. Again, they had a fumble late. Mac Jones impressive. No excuses. And the Dolphins are a good team. They have a really good defense. And the Dolphins wind up winning the game outright. That one I did not see coming. That made me one and two. Then the Browns covered. I had the Browns plus the five and a half. I I thought they were going to win that game. And frankly, I still think they should have won that game. I still don't know how they didn't win that game. So that was a win. And then I had the Steelers plus the six and a half. And they won the game straight up. So again... 
my my five picks, my winners, I had the Saints plus the three and a half, the Browns plus the five and a half, the Steelers plus the six and a half. My losses, I I took the points with the Bears and I gave the points with the Patriots. So three and two after one week on the KOD picks, and we'll see where we go from here. In the meantime, I'm sorry. What? 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 I'm sorry. What? What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? The most ridiculous thing that can happen in sports happened. Did you see that USC fired their coach after two games? They fired their coach, and I don't know if Clay Helton is the greatest coach that ever lived or the worst coach that ever lived, or like most of them, somewhere in between those two things. But I know that if I was a parent of a player on that team, I would be outraged, outraged. You were so convicted about this person, about this guy being the right man to lead our program, to lead my son into wherever it is he's going to go, and all of that. You were so convicted in that, that after one loss, you fired him? Here's what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you getting rid of Clay Helton was the wrong thing to do. I'm telling you this is the wrong time to do it. Why didn't you fire Clay? If you believed in him that little, why was he your coach? It is inexcusable to me. The only way, if something comes out, and I, there is no, I have not heard word one about this, that there was an incident, an event, something happened that demanded the firing. And again, I'm not even going to speculate about what those things might be because I, I have no reason to believe that happened. I've heard nothing. I want to make it clear. I've heard nothing. But that would be the only reason I could ever excuse firing a coach after two games. And they won one of them. That's inexcusable. You get blown out by Stanford, and so you, you fire the coach after two games? It means you had no conviction in him in the first place, which means he shouldn't have been your coach in the first place. To me, that's ridiculous. And if I were a parent of one of the players on that team, I would be outraged because you're just writing off a season. And, and frankly, in your own mind, you had written it off before it even started. So to me, there's nothing more ludicrous I can imagine than that. All right, I need a smile. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right, so I've had an emotional couple of days. Again, we took my son to college. I, I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but we got that. I got mad about the USC coach. I need a laugh. Hembo, I need an animal story or something. Give me something. <laughs> Give me, like, we have some fun here. We got, what did we have? We had sexually active spiders. We got sharks. We got amorous dolphins. I, I'm, I'm in the mood. I need a story like that to put a smile on my face. What do you have? Do you think a dead giraffe might make you laugh or might make you even more sad? What? A dead giraffe. Why would a dead giraffe make a you laugh? A dead giraffe? I ask you for a funny story, and you have a story about a dead giraffe? Well, I think this is a fairly funny story, although it is also what fairly are you, a sad. a psycho? But what is the matter with you? How, what, what could be funny about a dead giraffe? Well, his name was Burrow. He was named after Joe Burrow, a young giraffe named for Bengals quarterback and former LSU star Joe Burrow died last week after falling ill in Greeny, and officials at the Baton Rouge Zoo said in a release that the 20-month-old giraffe named after Burrow had died after developing a sudden onset of symptoms, including a severe cough and overall agitation. As I was reading the story, I just sort of chuckled to myself because they were describing this you know, giraffe like it was a person, and I was like, that's fairly so funny. Well, let me, hold on, let's yeah, yeah, just yeah. analyze what just happened here, Bubba. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I got some problems here. <laughs> uh, me too. I <laughs> asked Kimbo for a funny animal story, and he gives me a tragedy in a zoo about a giraffe who developed symptoms and died. 
I mean, not even an old, like a 20-month-old giraffe, a young giraffe. It was a young giraffe, yeah. How dies. long do giraffes usually live? See, I don't know. It's tw- 20 months, I'm assuming, is young. That's rather young to I'm die, yeah. I'm banking yeah. on there being older than 20 months. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so, so, Bubba, are you as. <laughs> That's funny. What is, what is wrong with you? Are you as disturbed as I am by I'm, Embo thinking this meets the criteria of being a funny story? I mean, this is one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard. Me to be too. honest. I agree. Well, at what point would you read that and chuckle to yourself? It says, hey, That's <laughs> what, what part of that made you chuckle? The, the zoo said, Greeny, that the LSU veterinary team has performed an autopsy to determine the possible cause of death. We don't have it yet. I'm just kind of, like as I was reading right, this, that's what they do right. when animals die. Do they do that for all animals? I don't know. Do we care? But what's funny about it? Well, if you're, you're at a zoo, yes. Well, I didn't know that it had to be like the kind of funny as like we did last week. No, this no, is kind no. of any kind of funny. Differently funny. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not any funny. It's not. You're half right. It's different, but it's not funny. <laughs> What's different about so, it is that it's not funny. So I laughed when reading this story. What does that make me? What does that say about a me? psychopath? It makes, it makes a... you seriously a person who should be put away. We should immediately have. I would like to have. I would like. Rich, is that you over there? I can hear the laugh. Yeah, Rich. I would like you, please, to get our security to come in here. Get Vinny. Get Danny. Get Chanel. And I, I think Hembo needs to be escorted from the premises uh, before seriously. you do harm to someone, because that is a ludicrous thing to think is funny. I thought it was kind of funny. No, it's not funny. And this, the lack of your recognition is the problem. Even worse. That's correct. You're not only are you insane, but you don't even know it. I'm yeah. standing by this. Uh, no, you're standing. Let me tell you what. You got no leg to stand <laughs> on. Uh, I will give you my observations next. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.